There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. By love or by law? Are we saved by the love of God or the laws of God? Both. But we go about it in the wrong order. We teach people about the love of God, but we do not teach them about the laws of God. A person must come under the condemnation of the law first and then see the love Jesus had for them in spite of this called the gospel or the good news. Turn, if you will, to Galatians chapter 3 verse 22 through 25, and we'll see that the Bible says here in Galatians chapter 3, verse 22 through 25, it says, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin. So we know that the word of God has says everybody, man, woman, and child is under sin. Uh, There's no person born a virtuous person. There's no uh, person born without this sin because of Adam and Eve. But it says, but the scripture, that means the Bible's telling us that we're under sin and not some man. And it says that the promises by the faith of uh, Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Notice it didn't use the word trust there. It used the word believe. It says, but the, uh, before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up into the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. And verse 24 says, wherefore, the law is our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Now notice here, Paul didn't say, uh, let's go and use the Romans road or a prayer to bring one to Christ. But it says the laws of God is what brings a person to Christ. As a matter of fact, not Jesus and not Paul nor anybody in the Bible ever used the Romans road or a prayer to show one salvation. They always brought a sinner to the laws of God to show them what they are in God's eyes. What is a schoolmaster? Well, it's like a third grade teacher. Uh, Their job is to prepare you for the fourth grade. And so the law shows us that we are condemned sinners in need of a savior. Jesus, once the laws uh, open our eyes to what we are, we're no longer bound by the law, but under grace. Uh, but people don't understand that. They're always uh, looking at the physical, never understanding the spiritual things. If you would, turn with me to John chapter 4. Uh, and we're going to start in verse 6, and we'll read down through verse 19, and we'll break it down as we go. But keep this in mind, uh, Jesus is dealing here with the woman at the well. And uh, I call this uh, Jesus uh, showing us uh, what witnessing is 101. Uh, Jesus is going to show us an example of how to witness to somebody or how to talk to somebody about the gospel. 
We always say, you know, we should do what Jesus done. Well, here's a perfect example of what Jesus Christ done to get a person to see what they are and to, to bring them to salvation and repentance. Look at here in John chapter four and verse six, it says, now Jacob's well was there and Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey sat this on the well and it was about the sixth hour. Then cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. We see Jesus Christ is getting ready to deal with this woman. Look at verse eight. And verse eight says, for his disciples were gone away into the city that by me. And verse nine, the, then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew askest strength of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And notice here that we see that after Jesus Christ asked her for a drink, she realizes that Jesus Christ is a Jew. And right away, she turns to the talk of religion. Uh, many people today know how to talk the talk of religion, but they're spiritually blind, just as this woman here is. And look at verse 10. And Jesus answered and said, uh, unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Here uh, we see Jesus immediately starts to deal with her on a spiritual level about spiritual things. But we're going to see here that she does not understand this. Look at verse 11. Here it says, the woman saith unto him, sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence hast thou that living water? We see that in verse 11, she only understands the physical things. Uh, Jesus Christ is talking about that spiritual living water of eternal life. And here she says, well, sir, you don't have a bucket to, to reach that far into the well. She's only thinking, she can only understand and see that of the natural world, that of the physical things. And we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth, no, of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And we see the perfect example of this woman here at the, womb, at the well, with Jesus Christ is dealing with her spiritually, she only sees the physical. Why? Because she's spiritually blind. She spiritually is discerned. Until Jesus Christ can deal with her. And I want you to look at verse 12 here. And it says, Art thou greater, she says, than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Again, she's dealing with religion. Again, she's dealing with the physical things of this well, the physical things of the physical water that was drank. You know, notice this, that that physical water, people always come back because they will thirst. When they are given that living water, that spiritual water that Jesus Christ, he takes care of that thirst for eternity. And here she understands that these people keep coming back to the well for that physical water. 
Look at verse 13. And Jesus answered and said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. When we put our hope and our, and our everything into the things of this world, into the physical things, we will continue to hunger. We will continue to thirst. But Jesus Christ says, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus Christ is talking about a spiritual salvation, not a physical thing that he gives, but a spiritual eternal life that takes away our thirst and that longing inside of us to serve a God, to look out and seek a God. And look at verse 15 here. And we're going to see that Jesus Christ is going to deal with her after she answers him. And the woman says unto him in verse 15, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come uh, hither to draw. Uh, she's starting to see that, that he's not talking about this physical water. But notice that she does not get saved right away. And he doesn't jump into the Romans road and jump into her prayer. He's getting ready to lead her. It's only the beginning of her eyes being open. It's only the beginning of her being able to see that he's not talking here on a, on a, a, a physical level, but a spiritual level. Today's uh, 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 preacher or evangelist or Sunday school teacher would have jumped all over that person and tried to lead them into a prayer when their eyes were just being begun to be open to see the spiritual things. In verse 16, Jesus saith unto her, Go and call thy husband and come hither. You see what Jesus Christ just done there is brought her into the law because we know what she says here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said that I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou uh, hast is not thine husband, and that, said, that thou saidest, saidest truly. You see, when a person begins to see what they are in the eyes of God, and they become under that condemnation of the law, they will begin to see the thing that God shows them and begin to turn towards salvation. She's understanding, he just brought me underneath the laws. I've committed adultery. I'm still committing adultery and fornication. She sees that. Jesus Christ didn't jump all over her with man's formula. No, he brought her to the laws of God to show her her condemnation and her guilt. And now he's going to deal with her soul. Look at verse 19. It says, and the woman saith unto him, sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. You're a preacher. You're somebody who just told me of the very things that I'm doing. How did he do that? Because Jesus Christ is the word of God. He is the, uh, the one who fulfilled the laws and the prophets. You see, many people hold prophecy conference and they're into prophecy and, and they, they, they uh, hold all these uh, 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 programs for prophecy, but they forget that Jesus Christ had even fulfilled the laws and the prophets. The laws are important. Uh, we should know what laws that Jesus Christ fulfilled because if he didn't fulfill all the laws, then we're still dead in our sins. We're still dead and going to die and go to hell. But here in verse 19, she says, I, I perceive that thou art a prophet. You're a preacher. You've told me these things. Romans chapter 3, verse 19 and 20 says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. That every mouth may be stopped. Who's under the law? Every man, woman, and child ever born is under the laws of God because of a sin, the sin nature. And look what it goes on. It says, and that the world may become guilty before God. 
Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Not by the Romans road, not by a prayer, not by some man's formula. He says, the law brings the knowledge of sin. This woman has just been brought to the knowledge of her sin by Jesus Christ, bringing her to that law, showing her her guilt. Second <clears throat> Corinthians chapter seven, verses nine through 11 so it says this, it says in verse nine, now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrow to repentance. You, you have a sorrow in your heart now and it's, it's showing you to turn away from what you're in. It's showing you to turn away from that, that life of sin. It's, it's wanting you to change your mind and change your ways. And this, this woman is coming to that place. She's starting to understand that a godly sorrow that's leading her to repent, that's leading her to turn from her ways, to change her thinking. And it says here, for you were made sorry after a godly manner. Notice it didn't say after a manly manner or after a formula manner. No, he says that you were made sorrow, sorrow that you, you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. Why? Verse 10, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. It's godly sorrow. Understanding what you are in the eyes of God, understanding your guilt, understanding your condemnation under the eyes of God, it will bring you to repentance unto salvation. And he goes on and says, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. You know, many times we try to come to Jesus Christ with the sorrows of the things that were done to us and the sorrows of the things that we've done or sorrows for the addictions or whatever else we might be in. And that's not the problem, my friend. The problem is, is looking for godly sorrow, that contrition, that deep sorrow for what you've done against the holy God, for knowing that you're a lawbreaker, that you're a sinner, condemned, dying, go to hell because of the sin nature, the godly sorrow that brings and works repentance. What is godly sorrow? Psalm chapter 34, 18 says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. But that's, that's you see, a broken heart's not what it takes. God's not looking for a broken heart. He's nigh unto them that are of a, a broken heart, but not only a broken heart. And it goes on and says, and save it such as be one of a contrite spirit. That contrition, that contrition is a person who understands their guilt underneath a, their, a holy God, that they're a rebel against a holy God, and it brings an absolute sorrow unto them. Paul calls it a godly sorrow, and it brings repentance to salvation. They understand what they are, and God is nigh unto them. What does that mean? That means nigh means there's nothing in between you and God. To live near God means there's something always in between you and God. But to be nigh unto God, or him to be nigh unto you means that thing that was in between you is now taken care of. And the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as of a contrite spirit. To be near something means to be close to something. Usually there's something in between you and them. To be nigh unto something or someone means there can be nothing in between you and them. Psalm 51, verses 16 to 17 says, For thou desirest not sacrifice. God's not looking for religion. He's not looking for a religious seeking. He's not looking for religious things that you can do. He says, Or else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, 
thou wilt not despise. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.